Alright guys, I'm going to need you to bear with me for a quick second. While I was at church today, I had this really, really good thought. I'm going to have to read it. So just give me, you know, give me a second to unwind all this. And then let me, let me know what you think. Alright, so I was reading this book on evil. And it tells us how evil is subjective. How evil to each person is different. Which, for me, man, is it got me thinking, because we were talking about perspective today at church. We were talking about all these things. I was like, evil, if we are morally right, if we have morals, if we have morality, then how can evil be subjective? Because there's a foundation. We have a foundation that we build upon. Now everyone's taste and style, which we'll call subjective, subjectivity is different right so your style is different how you view things is different but if you have a foundation of morals then as humans we should have a foundation of what good and evil is and what we say good is and what evil is and for someone to say it's subjective towards each person is crazy because i might think it's less bad than you do, but if we both think it's bad, then it's bad. So how is it subjective, even though we might think of it lesser than another? So going in with that thought, this is what I wrote, and this is jumble mumbo, uh, so just bear with me for a second. If evil is subjective, but God gives us a line between good and evil, how can evil truly be subjective? Evil can come in degrees lesser or greater, but evil loses subjectivity when morals are applied, especially Christian morals. By the way, Christian morals are a foundation in most lives without being known. So, is evil only subjective because we are fighting against our morals or thoughts of saying this is what is good and this is what is evil? You know, fighting against our inner conflict. Wrong perspectives give us the wrong understanding. So how we view things through our lens, through our life, there is a proper way to do so and a poor way to do so. Am I the one to tell you what the good way is? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. But God is. And if he's given us an instruction manual to help guide us, then I would say use that as a reference. So there will always be debate because, like I said earlier, we have different tastes, we have different styles. So there's always going to be a debate because if we have the same thought in every person, then it's not healthy. Right? That Those are robots. There's no free will. But going, continuing with that thought... Even with all this thing, subjectivity loses value, or shouldn't it, shouldn't it lose value? You know, foundation is what you build on. So if we continue to build, we all have different tastes and styles again. So subjectivity, which is your taste or style, would alter how you see it, but it wouldn't change the underlying truth of good and evil. 
So if evil is subjective because we have allowed a sandy foundation, an unstable foundation, then we have to reshape, restore, reteach these foundations because they're becoming lost. Right? So again, going with style, how subjectivity is quote unquote a style. Well, there's out of style and there's in style. So right now, morality, good morals, and we this can go into so many different things, guys. Of you know, look at how men are raised. Do we have men today of my generation? Um, you know, it's hard to say, you know, there's the band boys to men, but right now we're turning men to boys. So again, that's a style. We see societal influence creates and dictates style. So going with this, right? Because style is what is I'm defining as subjective in this talk. And we'll go with style is also societal. How we, what we allow to be okay in society. Uh, United States and wherever else you guys are tuning in, but I am I'm from the United States So for me subjective is gonna be different than someone in London the UK England, right? It, it's different, but there should be a solid foundation So if your style loses value if you become out of style So going with Christian morals Christian foundations, you know good morals good foundations a sturdy foundation if we're not leaning to the right things and on the right things, then we fall apart. So the style we have is inconsistent. The style we have to view things, I don't want to say is wrong, but it's not completely right either. Um, so the good has lost value where Doing so has allowed more evil, and I say more evil, I'm not saying more evil was created, we just gave more opportunity for evil to be seen. So with that, evil doesn't change. Why should we? Why should what we think evil is? change if evil doesn't change right it's stagnant it is defined it is defined by measurement if I'm not mistaken so why are we trying to change the measurement because this only allows for more evil to exist come into the world and if this needs to change how can we change it why well, think as I'm doing my journey as I'm chasing truth and I'm going to use John 8.32 to say this. And if you gave me one second, I'll pull my Bible, which is right behind me. Uh, John 8.32, give me one quick sec, y'all. John 8.32. You'd think I'd have this bookmark, but I have too many in my Bible right now. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free, right? 
and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If we know the truth, if we have the truth, but deny the truth, then we're now on an unsteady, unfirm, a sandy foundation. Even though there's implementations of this truth everywhere, we reject what is good. And I love using this example of Perks of Being a Wallflower with Logan Lerman and Paul Rudd when they're discussing and Logan asks as his character, why do we accept love or why do we settle essentially? And Paul Rudd goes, well, we accept the love we think we deserve. So because we're accepting what we think we deserve, we now are settling for less, uh, uh, things that are immoral, potentially, things that break us. So how do we stop it? Find the truth. And live it. It's hard. I suck at it. Um, but because I suck at it and fail at it, I'm not afraid to speak about it. I'm not perfect. I don't. I don't want to be. That's a burden on itself. Man, if I'm perfect, then I have to stay perfect. But if I'm saying I'm going to do my best to be perfect, it allows for failure, which then allows me to take that failure and say, okay, cool, I did this wrong. Now I can do it better. Perfection says there is no wrong. So how can you ever get better? So with that, guys, I leave the thought. I'm going to continue reading this book. I'm going to continue studying how evil is subjective. But I had that thought. How is it really subjective if we've laid it out? If we've set it apart and said, this is it. Now, no, go, this book goes into psychology of it and it breaks down the brain and all this and that. But at the end of the day, I believe, and what it is saying from what I've gotten from it is evil is a choice majority of the time not every time but most of the time so with that guys do you think evil is subjective? do you think evil is different for everybody? or does it hold a foundation that we choose to ignore to justify our cause. Hope to see you guys answer this. Love you.